A group of lawyers preparing criminal charges against President Rodrigo Duterte over alleged human rights violations under his administration. More than a dozen police officers may face charges over the entry of contraband into the Philippine State Penitentiary. Concessionaire Manila Water warns of service interruptions if the water level at Angat Dam continues to decline. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. A group of lawyers is planning to take Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte to court after his term ends in 2022. The National Union of People's Lawyers aims to bring justice to people whose rights were abused under the Duterte administration. The NUPL is preparing criminal cases against Duterte and some state security officials tagged in extrajudicial killings and other human rights abuses. The group is now gathering evidence to present before local and international courts. But Malacanang dismisses the threat of the NUPL, saying Duterte is more concerned about improving the lives of Filipinos. NUPL's president, attorney Edre Olalia, now joins us on the line. He's going to tell us more about these cases being prepared against President Duterte. Attorney Olalia, thanks for taking our call. Welcome to the program. Uh, thank you as well, uh, Ms. Constantine, and good morning to everybody. All right. Now, as you begin the buildup of these cases this early, what possible charges are you going to file against uh, Mr. Duterte as soon as he steps down from office? Well, uh, there is a slew of uh, potential uh, cases that uh, we can uh, see, no? uh, ranging from uh, criminal as well as uh, civil cases, both uh, domestically and international platforms. Specifically, uh, we can already advance that it's possible to file uh, charges for uh, crimes against humanity under this uh, law called uh, RA-9851 or the, uh, law on, uh, the Domestic Law on International Humanitarian Law. Uh, we can also possibly file uh, the minor cases of great press for his public pronouncements and uh, attacks on uh, certain individuals, uh, as well as um, civil cases for damages for violation of constitutional rights uh, as well as uh, what we call the tort or quasi-delic uh, for violation of uh, certain rights. Attorney Olalia, how would you describe the odds stacked against you as you gather evidence and testimonies for these possible cases? Well, well, the challenges are, are, are quite huge and daunting, I may say so, but it is not insurmountable uh, because uh, for the simple reason that we already have... Uh, gathered this early uh, enough evidence because, as you probably know, uh, we have filed a complaint before the uh, assisted victims uh, before the International Criminal Court. Secondly, there was also this People's Tribunal in uh, September in Brussels uh, where uh, uh, the same charges uh, and allegations were tried before a People's uh, Tribunal. And lastly, uh, we are uh, feverishly uh, preparing for our respective submissions before the United Nations Human Rights Council, uh, the deadline of which will be on January 31st of next year, and the report of the Office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights uh, is due in July of next year as well. In the meantime, as we go on, uh, of course, uh, we have been having active cases against uh, uh, the perpetrators other than the president himself. Uh, but uh, as of now, uh, what we can do because of his uh, immunity from suit until that immunity is disrobed, uh, we have to uh, 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 confine our uh, our charges uh, to the officials uh, short of the president himself. 
Right, we're going to have to leave it at that. Attorney Edre Olalia, their president of the National Union of People's Lawyers, thank you for taking our call. Thanks again for joining us this afternoon. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Thank you. Moving on, 15 police officers facing possible administrative charges after they were found carrying contraband items into the maximum security compound of the Philippine State Penitentiary in Muntinlupa City. The surprise inspection bared six tobaccos hidden in food, two liters of alcohol contained in iced tea bottles, and 14 mobile phones. The cops were part of an additional security deployment for Friday's clearing operation. Philippine Bureau of Corrections Director Under Secretary Gerald Bantag has ordered the frisking of all persons entering the facility, including police officers following that incident. Meanwhile, concerned volunteers are questioning the intense crackdown at the Philippine State Penitentiary. According to prison pastoral care official Rodolfo Diamante, dismantling illegal structures at the new beloved prison has caused more harm than good for innocent inmates. Diamante suggests going after specific prisoners already identified as involved in money-making schemes. Use your intelligence and all network. Kasi kami nga, mga volunteers, pumapasok doon, nalalaman namin kung sino yung may cellphone, palalabasin ang inmate, and they, they conduct a thorough search of the, of the entire, ano, entire, uh, entire building. That is how to do it. Pero dismantling it will not accomplish anything, but will cause more problems. Inmates' relatives are also concerned about neglected health of inmates and alleged human rights violations as stricter rules are enforced at the state penitentiary. Sa amin kasi na pamilya, hindi namin tinututulan yung paglilinis nila, yung bagong uh, director ngayon. Ang tinututulan namin at ipinaglalaban namin ay yung karapatang pantao ng mga inmates. Katulad ng maayos na tubig, nung kasi tinanggal lang kasi sila ng kuryente, ng tubig, na ilang araw. Pinagtatapon nila yung mga damit ng inmates, eh. sinira ang kalan, electric pan. At nung araw, nung October 9, tinapon nila yung pagkain na buong maghapon. The Philippine National Police Internal Affairs Service will pursue the dismissal of Police Lieutenant Joven de Guzman. Police officer in charge Archie Gamboa suspended de Guzman for two months due to command responsibility. That's after a supposedly anomalous drug operation in Antipolo Rizal last May, where he was a team leader. Three other police officers were dismissed from service, but the Internal Affairs Service believes de Guzman had a bigger role in the operation. De Guzman is also among 13 police officers tagged in the drug recycling scandal. Ang immediate supervisor ay uh, mayroong tinatawag na kumanismus kasama po sa investiga. So yun po yung chinacharge, uh, yung designation ng offense. Pero sa body of the, uh, the complaint, nakita po yun na may direct participation po siya doon. So lumabas ngayon sa pagtapos ng paglilitis na mayroong conspiracy. So the act of one is the act of all. Kaya we recommend ngayon na i-dismiss pati si Jubin uh, de Guzman Jr. Oh. Para talagang appropriate po yung penalty ng team leader. No? Kami na lang po mag-file ng motion for reconsideration na baguhin po yung decision. Meanwhile, Triambolo once again makes a case for an independent internal affairs service and a stronger national police commission. internal affairs service na hiwalay din para po ito siya yung 
operating arm ng uh, Napolcom para may check and balance ang nas ang IAS ay pwede lang rekomendatory sa Napolcom at sila po yung ay magdi-decide uh, bilang administrator ito it's sanang mga kontrobersya na nakakahiya sa ating uh, kapulisan sana na involved po yung CPNP doon sa ibang bansa ang kanilang police commission ay may authority na to direct to force resign or retire po yung kanilang CPNP uh -oh. so hindi na maabala po yung presidente yeah. natin at saka kongreso na mag-imbestiga uh -oh. po dito President Duterte now in Tokyo to attend the enthronement of Japanese Emperor Naruhito. This is Duterte's four, fourth Japan visit since he assumed office. Japan is the Philippines' biggest source of official development assistance. The president will witness the coronation on Tuesday and then attend the emperor's banquet and the prime minister's banquet before returning home on Thursday. 400 heads of state and members of royal families are expected to attend the enthronement. Among them are Britain's Prince Charles, Spain's King Felipe, and Myanmar State Councillor Aung San Suu Kyi. The Philippine Transport Department is going full blast on its rail replacement activities on the Metro Rail Transit Line 3 for the last quarter of the year. Because of that, it's advising the public that the MRT3's extended operating hours will be temporarily suspended during the last three months of the year. MRT3 Operations Director Michael Kapati in a statement said, rail replacement will not only prevent problems in the transport system, it will also speed up the trains on the line. Rail rehabilitation activities will take place during non-revenue hours from 11 in the evening until 4 a.m. the next day. Manila Water warning of service interruptions in an advisory. The water concessionaire said if the water level at Angat Dam continues to decline, the firm will be left with no choice but to implement rotational service interruptions as early as October 24th. Its entire service areas in the east zone of Metro Manila as well as the province of Rizal may be affected. The current water level at Angat Dam is at 186 meters, still far from the year-end target of 212 meters. Manila Water adds a possible interruption may be necessary to ensure that supply will last through the rest of the year. The schedule of service interruptions can be viewed on Manila Water's website and social media pages. The National Privacy Commission imposes a ban on the processing of personal data against operators of 26 online lending apps. This is part of the agency's ongoing crackdown on online lenders that publicly shame their borrowers. The list includes entities behind online platforms like Cashwheel, Credit Peso, Pera Express, and Peso.ph. NPC has ordered operators to immediately take down their online lending operations and ensure their apps won't be downloaded and used. It also warned against intrusive methods of personal data processing. Zion Williamson, or the Zion Williamson era in the NBA off to a bad start. See, the rookie sensation and new franchise player of the New Orleans Pelicans will be out for six to eight weeks as he recuperates from knee surgery. Zion was tearing it up in the NBA preseason, averaging 23 points per game, only to find out later that he had also torn his meniscus in the process. Zion is expected to miss between 20 and 30 games in the regular season and could make his much-awaited debut before Christmas.
national pageant organizer Binibining Pilipinas Charities Incorporated has issued a statement clarifying an incident involving Filipino beauty queen Samantha Law. See, Law encountered problems on her way to Venezuela for the Miss Grant International Pageant. The PPCI denied it did nothing to assist Law, contrary to the beauty queen's remarks over the weekend. The organizer also revealed that Law's Philippine passport was secured through a fixer. The BPCI, however, said it was glad that Law, a U.S. passport holder, eventually made it to the competition. Meanwhile, another Filipina beauty nearly clinched an international title. Laren May Bautista was named second runner-up in the recently concluded Miss Globe 2019 held in Montenegro. And that's today's online edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. Don't forget to like and share this video and leave your comments below.